the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Coit. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And today on the podcast, we'll recap the Broncos joint practice with the Chicago Bears as they get ready for their second preseason game. Coming up this Saturday, we'll talk about our takeaways and who rised today and who shined or who maybe uh, stunk it up today. Also some news regarding Carlos Henderson coming up on the podcast. I say we because I am now joined by Sean Drotar, who of course you've heard not only on this Broncos Blitz podcast, but you hear on the Blake Street Irregulars podcast, our Rockies version of our podcast, but also also host of mornings at uh, 5280 on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM 1047. Sean, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. That that made me sound like there's probably too much of me being heard. There's a lot of you when That's, it comes to Mile yeah. High Sports. And I tell you what, I know I see you a lot of times at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Just, well, right there from Coors Field, Caddy Corner, or maybe you're leaving the Broncos-Bears game this weekend. You go on over to Tap 14, enjoy the 70 Colorado beers on tap, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits and my personal favorite. I always go there and get the appetizer. The candied bacon. It is tremendous. Be sure to check it out. Tap 14 on the web. Tap 14. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. You are down there with me at uh, Broncos with the joint training camp today against the Bears. Uh, first of all, I really like these practices because uh, I, I feel like the tempo is a little bit faster, but you're getting an opportunity to hit somebody else. What were your initial reactions? Well, I, I think it's it is good. It's it's always interesting to see because I think when people think of joint practice, they they assume it's more like a scrimmage or something like that, and it, it's not. It ends up being exactly what it said. It's just a practice. It's a practice. They, they run some of the same drills together, and uh, that ends up basically being what they do. But it does give you a, a different opportunity. Instead of going against the same guys on defense, you at least get to see a, a new person with a new approach or new techniques or new abilities. So I, I think it's a healthy thing. And, of, of course, by the time we see them play on Saturday, they'll have had another practice like this uh, the next day. So by then they'll be pretty sick and tired of seeing each other. Well, and that was the thing is, is you know, whenever you get two football teams, even on a practice field, there's a lot of testosterone, a lot of competition, guys trying to make a roster or impress other teams and everything like that. So sometimes you do see a little bit of that boil over. Didn't see that today. Um, in fact, Derek Wolf mentioned it uh, post uh, practice per se, talking about how there's a lot of respect between the two teams. Uh, I saw multiple times when the horn blew to to signal a change in rotation for the drills guys were embracing each other and saying hey good luck you know this year and good luck in the preseason so i think there's a lot of respect that is shown between the two teams let's talk about the secondary depth because i i think the broncos first team offense shined very well case keenum looked very sharp actually hooked up on a touchdown on the second play of their uh, kind of 11 scrimmage and the Broncos defensive line on that first team looked really good. But boy, the second team, not so much, even to the point where Vance Joseph said uh, they were beat up and, and they just did not look good. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of injuries starting to come about them. Now, yeah. Termaine Brock it was able to get back on the field, but Sua Cravens is still hurt. They're not expecting to even have him till maybe next week. Chris Harris sat practice out. That wasn't one of those veteran days where you sit out. He has a strained oblique. 
And so he's not ready to go necessarily either. He may not play in the preseason game. If I'm the Broncos, I hold him out because I don't think you need to worry and about. And I think it's one of those things you Chris want to be Harris cautionary Jr. with it. But too. yeah, you yeah. want to be careful with that. But yeah, the 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 depth is definitely being tested even at this practice level, and it'll be tested on Saturday. But that's the biggest concern: a cornerback, and then the yes, at, at safety there is more depth. But they lost Jamal Carter for the year. And Will Parks really wasn't all that good in the first preseason game. I know he got a sack, but the rest of it wasn't all that good. So, yeah, there's concerns. Craven's hurt. I mean, there's a, a lot of, of worry there, and there hasn't been worry there in quite a few years now. Well, and it really became glaring to me last week when Justin Simmons and I spoke almost exclusively about him and his um, – I, I wouldn't say transition, but it felt like they were asking him to play almost like a nickel corner spot for quite a bit. And uh, Will Park seems like that pure safety to me. Sua Craven's very much that same. I mean, I, I just I, I'm worried about everybody outside of Chris Harris Jr. And that includes Bradley Roby. And now you're talking about the injuries hitting up. Brendan Langley is... I really don't know if there's a spot on the roster for him. I, I'm with he you. I haven't seen bad. it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I think you're exactly right. And so uh, that's one cornerback that was like a third-round pick that may very well not be uh, someone that you can count on on this team. They may not even be on the team at all. And Isaac Adam as well, too, being a rookie, is someone who I, I think the game is just moving so fast right now. He naturally, by instinct kind of grabby as a rookie that could kill the Broncos uh, in the event where he has to play very meaningful snaps. So certainly the secondary, I'm going to give you homework. Uh, watch that secondary in that Broncos yeah, Bears preseason game. It's preseason. I know I don't want to put too much stock in it, but remember on Saturday, all three, so first, seconds, thirds, whatever, all three of the Vikings quarterbacks came in with a quarterback rating of over 110 yeah, that's pretty against good. the Broncos D. That's, pretty that's good. unnerving. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you don't want to overreact to it, but you can't not ignore it because it is certainly a glaring weakness right now. And look, Chase Daniels is not somebody who, who should be absolutely tearing up or lighting up your secondary. And yet he was today in that joint practice for the Bears. And Tyler Bray also completed some pretty decent passes. And look, Tyler Bray, with all due respect, uh, probably shouldn't be doing that against your second team. So certainly something to watch moving forward. I observed the defensive line very closely today. And I don't know if you got a chance to check them out, Sean, but I thought the defensive line was just tremendous today and it's not that the Bears offensive line is 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 bad uh, they're kind of sitting right at medio uh, mediocre they were ranked 13th uh, this year according to Pro Football Focus of course our friends at Pro Football Focus you could check out their edge and elite memberships 20% off when you use the promo code pod 20 that's pod 20 sing it like this pod 20 pod 20 to remember it right it's kind of like that Spongebob Squarepants song you remember that, Wasn't Sean? That, like a, that was a band, right? Maybe something like Pod, that. Pod twenty percent off your Elite or Edge memberships. But uh, they were ranked 13th, according to Pro Football Focus, the Bears' offensive line. Uh, and, and Denver had their way. And I want to zoom in on Bradley Chubb because, man, the, it was funny because Bradley Chubb was actually working linebacker drills on a seven-on-seven seven at one end of the field, and halfway through that, they actually moved Chubb to the defensive line drill, trying to get him a little bit more versatile and, and familiar with both. And I tell you what, Chubb was very effective on yeah, the Yeah, well, that made me happy because I, I personally think I understand that Bradley Chubb can play linebacker. I understand 
that, that he can do that. But when he was uh, effective in college with a hand down, I think that makes the Broncos better. I think he augments the line. But given the fact you have Shaq Barrett, who's a little dinged up, didn't, didn't practice today. But even though you have Shaq Barrett, you have Shane Ray, who's looked good. I think by putting Bradley Chubb down there on the line, you actually make yourself more dangerous. You have mm-hmm. more playmakers on the field. So I don't mind seeing that at all. Yeah, and and be just having that versatility to move him back and forth in in different packages and schemes. And I, of course, everybody's talking about the NASCAR package and all this. But n- now he's somebody that opposing quarterbacks have to keep an eye on. And I I truly believe he's going to get his opportunities early because NFL offensive coordinators they're going to chip or double the proven commodity. The proven commodity is Von Miller. Chubb's going to get his one-on-one opportunities. I like him right out of the gate. Yeah, I think that's a very good reason because, yeah, you're going to try to stop Von Miller. And Bradley Chubb, as promising as he is, is not going to be Von Miller, not from the get-go. He's just not. At least we don't think so. I wouldn't (laughs) think so. Boy, the Broncos would be delighted, wouldn't they? You might have the two most dynamic defensive players in the league, but you can't necessarily expect that. And you talked about the pro football focus rating. And, and yes, the the pass rush is, is pretty fearsome, but... When you look at the Bears, they were a top 10 team in in run blocking. Mm-hmm. So that was something they were pretty good at. Now, the Broncos line was good at that last year. I think with someone like Chubb, when he plays with a hand down like that, now you have an opportunity to do both because he's a sound tackler and he can get after the quarterback. So you don't have to necessarily worry about, well, if only if it's this play, can Bradley Chubb be effective? He can go either way. Yeah, I mean, I was observing him multiple times because Charles Leno Jr. expects to be the starting left tackle. Um, And certainly there are moving parts now with a new rookie coming in as well on that Bears offensive line, too. But uh, there was a certain snap. And I tell you what, it was against Bradley so well, who uh, Chubb just made an incredible swim move and it was like Sowell was just a standing statue there. And and with all due respect to Bradley, because I, I assume he's a pretty darn good player. I don't watch him uh, every single time, but he is one of those guys who's in the mix for the tackle position. And Chubb just goes right by him. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, if Denver gets this kind of production from Chubb, it could be incredible. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And I I think it's really funny. I do think that more and more we'll start to see him on the line because I think this is my guess. I think as the season goes along, they'll realize they are more dynamic as a unit when he's on the line as opposed to, say, an Adam Gotsis. Mm -hmm. And so I think you will start seeing that package more and more if Shane Ray and Shaq Barrett can stay healthy. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast. He is Sean Drotar. You can find him on Twitter, S Drotar uh, on Twitter and uh, all kinds of stuff, good stuff over there with uh, mornings at 5280. Of course, the morning show hosted by uh, himself, Nate Lundy, TJ Carpenter, every well, every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9. And, of course, you guys wrapped up your training camp broadcast, so you'll be back in studio. But, of course, that's also a studio view that you can see in the studio that you can listen to at MileHighSports.com so you can see uh, Sean Drotar's smiling face. Yeah, you can see what we look like. And, and yeah. you know, it, like it happens when you always see what radio people look like instead of sound like you'll be incredibly disappointed yeah well i tell you what i was not disappointed when i was out watching emmanuel sanders today i know you saw the video you may have saw it in person emmanuel sanders was making the starting corner for the chicago bears kyle fuller look really bad multiple plays and we've been talking about this sanders is at about as good a camp as anybody yes i think so it really has he looks rejuvenated doesn't he like a new pep 
in his step. I'm not sure if it's because it's healthy, if it's because it's Case Keenum now throwing the football because he's glammed over that multiple times. It might be a little oh, bit of both. A of both. Yeah, he's talked about both. So I think there is a little bit of both in that case. And I think that's that's a good sign. And it's a good sign to have a motivated uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Look, he, he, he could conceivably find himself in a weird spot after this season, given the contract situation. You know, there's an out in his contract that's pretty reasonable for the Broncos. I don't think they're in a hurry to get rid of Emmanuel Sanders. Don't get me wrong, but there's only so much money to go around. And so when you start seeing guys like Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton get drafted and come in and look good, uh, there's the possibility, if you're Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders, that you look at the numbers and say, it's, it's possible that both of us aren't going to be here next year. And that means you might be the person on your way out, which means you're playing for your next job. Yeah, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. My name is Ronnie Court, of course, joined by Sean Drotar, who also hosts our Rockies podcast here at Mile High Sports. You can find all that good stuff at MileHighSports.com. I am looking at MileHighSports.com, and I am, I have to say this, I'm sadly looking at the headline of Carlos Henderson suspended for week one for violating the NFL policy, substance abuse. Of course, this all stems from his uh, situation back in January. We know about the off-field issues, didn't report to training camp. He's on the reserve, uh, did not participate list, or whatever they call that list. It. Uh, I guess I'll just ask you straight up, is Carlos Henderson's career over before it even started with the Denver Broncos? I think it, I think it probably is. He's on the do not report list in camp, or did not report list, pardon me. And I, I think so. When you look at, uh, I mentioned Sutton, I mentioned Hamilton, we know about Thomas and Sanders. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie returned to the punt uh, for a touchdown in the first preseason game. You know, maybe he's still in the mix for that final spot. We've heard about how River Craycraft has been uh, right on his heels at the return game as well, and how Tim Patrick has surprised a lot of people in camp. So there's not a lot of receiver spots left. We just talked about seven right there, and I'm not sure where Carlos Henderson would slot in with those seven. I guess ahead of Patrick and, and maybe Craycraft, but he's not going to be ahead of McKenzie because we haven't really seen him yet. So I, I think if you're Henderson, at best, you're maybe the sixth guy in mind, and this team might not even keep six wide receivers. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, and, and I hope Carlos Henderson, who is away from the team for what we're told as family or personal matters, I don't know his life. I don't know what's going on. I just hope that uh, he's okay, his family's okay. But I, it just doesn't look like it's something that's going to be happening or, or meshing moving forward with at least a football career here in Denver. No, and I and that's a shame because that's you know that's a third-round guy yeah. that, that basically has given you nothing. Now, the yep. injury that took him out for last year is not his fault. That's the way it goes. But, you know, you run into these kind of situations, some off the field stuff, and then you get suspended. It's not a great it's not a great look when an injury may not be your fault. But when you get suspended before you make your NFL debut, that's not great. And so for the the Broncos, there's not a lot of dead cap money involved if they wanted to move away, even though it's only in the second year of his initial four year rookie contract. But the the dead cap money is six hundred thousand and the cap hit for having him is seven hundred and ninety five thousand. So the Broncos actually would end up saving money if they wanted to cut him. I, I think he's facing very long odds of making the team. Yeah, he is Sean Drotar. Sean, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh where can they read your work? Oh, S Drotar, obviously, like you said, that's S D R O T A R on Twitter. You can obviously catch anything on milehighsports.com or if you're uh, around town in Denver, you can find the Mile High Sports magazine, or you can even subscribe to it, as a matter of fact, uh, on the website as well. And uh, I write in that as well. The current issue, I have a feature on Case Keenum, a feature on Bradley Roby, a few other little bits and pieces there. So um, I'm sort of omnipresent. Sorry about that. You're everywhere. And on the radio. Mile High Sports 
1047. Of course, streaming online at milehighsports.com, where you host uh, mornings at 5287 to 9 each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, with Nate Lundy and TJ Carpenter. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Anytime. Appreciate it. Of course, Sean will have to catch up and jump on over to Tap 14 at some point. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. I know it's a Broncos podcast, but the Rockies team, I tell you what, they are in the postseason hunt. And after a Rockies game, maybe a hop on over, Caddy Corner, to Coors Field, that Tap 14 place. Or maybe you're leaving the Broncos Bears preseason game and you say to yourself, I need a drink. Why am I going to fight that traffic? This team is very difficult to watch. (laughs) (laughs) You go on over to Tap 14, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, Chef Andrea Varela, and that just that tremendous locally sourced rotating seasonally fare, which I really like because a lot of restaurants you'll go to and it's the same stuff over and over and over again, which is which is all right, but I also like to try some of that new rotating fare, and um, there's a reason why he is a chef, because he is really good at what he does, and I strongly encourage that you go on over there to Tap 14. Of course, want to thank our friends also at Pro Football Focus, profootballfocus.com. Of course, this weekend, next weekend, and weekend after is basically fantasy draft weekend, right? You, you uh, are, are drafting your new team, so fantasy projections, matchup charts, all kinds of great stuff over there at Pro Football Focus. Use that promo code POD20 at ProFootballFocus.com to check out all the good stuff that is happening with Pro Football Focus and their just their tremendously deep analytics. So a lot of good stuff over there, a lot of good stuff at MileHighSports.com. When it, come to, when it comes to covering the Broncos, whether it be Sean Drotar, myself, or all the fabulous writers at MileHighSports.com, and that's where you can catch the archive of the Broncos Splits podcast at MileHighSports.com. That archive at MileHighSports.com. Yeah.